Well, welcome to the CSU Alumni and Friends podcast. And uh, as usual, we are joined by our president, CSU president, Dr. Jim Lytle, who I call Jim. We're just close that way. <laughs> Incidentally, it took me about a year when I came over here to uh, stop calling him Dr. Lytle and uh, go with Jim. So it's taking me a long time. But I'm calling him Jim now. You're making real progress, Paul. We're proud of you. All of us are proud of you. More importantly, our special guest today is Bernie Bostwick. He is the president of Ambassador Advisors, their corporate offices out of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. It's not Lancaster, it's Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And we're here with him today. So Bernie, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. It's great to be part of the podcast. And, and Paul, I really appreciate the fact that you know how to say Lancaster, Pennsylvania, not Lancaster, Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh, Dr. Lato, it's good to see you and to be with you also today. So I uh, just wanted to uh, give you a little bit about who we are, who I am. When I look at what we are at Ambassador Advisors, I have to take it all the way back to when I became a believer. And, and watching God in every aspect of my life helps me, I believe, to understand his power and also the importance of living a life that is glorifying to Jesus Christ. I was, a, I was just one of these kids that grew up in Western Pennsylvania and I went to church and did all the churchy things that a young man was, was going to do. But actually had positively no relationship with God, with Christ at all in my life. As a matter of fact, it got so bad that when I was in high school, I just, you know, I didn't even want to hear anything about God. And if you talk to me about God, that was the last thing uh, I wanted to hear about and by no means put God above me. It was really, really bad. And again, this shows me and proves to me the love of God. I went to college for a couple of years. The first time around, I have to admit, I didn't do well. I dropped out of college, but I went into the Air Force. And again, the interesting thing is watching how God worked in my life and each one of the steps that I was to take. I went into the Air Force and I was in basic training. And when I was in basic training, every Sunday, they made you go to chapel. They didn't really make you go to chapel, but the TI said, hey, here's the deal. You can go to chapel or you can spend the morning with me. And so all of us regardless of where we were, we went to chapel. And for some reason, again, God, and again, his love started making a pull of my heart when I was sitting there in chapel. I don't know if it was because of what we were going through in basic training, but I started to listen. But then when I got out of basic training, I kind of shut it out again. I got to my permanent uh, duty station up in Massachusetts and I went back into college and things were going great. And for some reason, again, God started to open up my heart and question him. Who is he? And again, it had to be God because I wasn't searching for God at that point. He was me, but I wasn't him at that point. We had, I was an enlisted, uh, enlisted young man and we had officers and enlisted coming through our offices. And there was one officer in particular. He just shown something different in, in himself. And I look back on it and he mirrored God, perfectly mirrored God and who God was. I went up to him one day and I just said, at the time, he was a lieutenant. Lieutenant, just curious, are you a Christian? And he looked at me kind of strange, like, how would I know that? He said, sure. And, and I said, can I ask you some questions? And he said, sure. And so I just started asking him very simple questions. Like, I understand if you're wealthy, you really shouldn't be a, uh, you can't be a Christian. He said, let me show you something. And he took me over to the Bible and he opened it up. And he said, let me show you one of the wealthiest people by worldly standards that ever lived. And he took me to show me about Solomon and King David. And he said, these were wealthy, wealthy men that loved God and followed God. And David followed after the heart of God. And I was like, wow. And things and examples like that 
he ended up showing me the things that I didn't understand about who God was. But he was started to show me through all of this also my need for God in my life. And three other officers got around him and we met in a, uh, an Air Force hangar that wasn't being used to house airplanes anymore. And these guys started to bring me to Jesus Christ. And, and before you know it, I gave my life to Christ and my life has changed ever since that time. And that was well over 30 years ago. And I went from being a young man that wanted nothing to do with God to uh, now a 60-year-old man that wants everything to do with God. And I want my work to do with God. And I want everything that I do in my life to be about him as I grow in my walk with him. Maybe I should interrupt that and then tell folks uh, why it is that we are talking with you at all, uh, of all the Christian guys in the world. A couple of years ago, we were looking at the investments we have here at Clark Summit University, and not just what we were making in those investments, but what we were investing in, you know, how we were making our money. And we were getting a, a decent return. But when we looked at it, we thought, hey, really, I'm not sure we want to make our money by investing in that. Well, at the time, one of our faculty members knew you and suggested, hey, you you ought to maybe talk with Bernie because he runs Ambassador Advisors. So we did and, you know, kind of working our way through that because we we were with one of those really big companies, you know, that, that should handle everything well. And once you ran a comparison for us and showed us that your model was doing as well as theirs was. And, but then when you, when you showed me what you'd be investing in and talk about what you weren't going to invest our money in, I mean, I, I, I was sold. So it does sound like those uh, Air Force officers started something that mm-hmm. began well and continued. Uh, they did. And you know, what's been a, a joy is that after I did my stint uh, in the Air Force and was in uh, just in industry for 14 years after that and came into wealth management, financial planning. When you do this, you have the ability to build your own business. And even in today's world that has gone a little bit rogue as far as, you know, leaving the path of God and, and, and making it a challenge, we're able to build something that gives a place for Christians to go that understand uh, their values and respect where they are coming from and wanted to honor and glorify Jesus Christ. So from the ground up, we have been able to do that with ambassador advisors, or should I say God has been able to use us or has used us to do that for his glory. So even, you know, Dr. Lido, when you talk about investments, it's been very important to us that we are using our clients' investments in a way that will, again, benefit them. But most importantly, in investing what assets actually belong to God, they're all God's. Everything that we have belongs to him. They don't belong to us. We can screen these investments to make sure that what the companies aren't investing in that, again, are against Christian values and principles and what they are investing in, which is more pro-life and pro-family. That is important to us. And we can do that with our clients' money uh, that that they are being stewarded or they're stewarding it for God's purpose. And we can, again, get the returns to your point that everyone else in the secular investments are able to do. Now, years ago, we couldn't do that, but it can be done today. And God's allowing us to do that. And it's been very important. Bernie, you mentioned a term in conversation, is it biblically informed investment? What's the term you use? I really resonated with me. It's a biblically responsible investments or BRI. 
there are socially responsible investments, but these are biblically. So everything is looked through a biblical worldview, if you would, uh, much as while we're, while we're running ambassador advisors, that's what you have with the investments that we have. We screen those. Excellent. And that's to me, that's what our, I think our constituency wants to hear that, hey, their money is making a return, but more yes. importantly, it's being biblically, you know, biblically and responsibly invested. So thanks right. for answering that. Sure. What role does an ambassador advisors, how do you help a school like Clark Summit University? Obviously, we have our own development department and we're always looking for you know, people to give uh, sacrificially to help the mission of the school as we prepare Christ-centered, career-ready graduates. But what does ambassador advisors do that, that we don't do in a sense here at the school? I think the biggest help that we can be to Clark Summit University outside of just, again, managing what you have in a biblically responsible way, what we can do and what we will do is coming alongside of your supporters and your donors. And we are going to be able to help them for the benefit of their families and for wanting to bless Clark Summit University and what they're doing in their legacy planning. So when you take a look at a lot of large, be it nonprofits, it could be just secular nonprofits or it can be Christian nonprofits, 501c3s, they have huge planning departments that have attorneys on staff and people they can come in and could give them extensive plans and that they're paying a lot of money to these people to have them on staff. If you take a look at our staff as an example, we have the CFPs, we have the people with accounting backgrounds, but my one business partner is, is an attorney and has a full legal staff. So we have the staff, we have the expertise, we have the literally God-given talents that we can come alongside of you and your donors and supporters and be able to create and craft something that is going to match their needs for the future on how they want to give again. And we like to say, look, we live and we are still blessed in an unbelievable country. We really are. It's the best in the world, in my opinion. But there's still many ways that we are not crazy about the way our government actually would manage the money if we give that to them. And so the government actually gives us ways if we want to be able to bless Clark Summit University to do that and not have to pay as much or maybe in some cases, not at all, any estate taxes. But there are tools to do that. And a lot of people just don't know what those tools are. So we come alongside of your donors and supporters. And what we do is we help them. And a lot of people think, oh my goodness, if I do a planned gift, then I'm going to have to do less for my family. Well, actually, no, if you do planned giving and you're giving in that way in your legacy planning for like a Clark Summit University and you do it right, you can actually do more for your family. And the blessings that you make for Clark Summit University are incredible. One of the things that we try to tell people is, look, you have been supporting this ministry, where you've been supporting this university your whole life, you care about what they are doing and how they are training young people to go out into the workforce. And again, bring the gospel of Jesus Christ. When God takes you home, why would you want that to change? It excites me to get involved in something that makes sure that what they're doing today, what God has blessed them with, will continue on until the Lord returns again. That's how we get involved with Clark Summit University, the donors and supporters that you have. Right. And you have a staff of, uh, I think, 50 plus full time, mainly in Lancaster, but also in New York, yeah. Pennsylvania. So we're, you're really very well positioned to help a ministry like CSU. 
You're thinking of, you know, someone has a will, they might have appreciated stock or some real estate they came in. You can really help someone like that. It might not be a lot, but you you can really help anyone great or small in, in their gift to not only CSU, but to their local church and other ministries. Sure. I mean, we can help today. Paul, to your point, you know, if someone has a, an appreciated asset would be a stock that's appreciated in value. If they just go and sell that stock, they're going to pay capital gains on that. But if they take that stock and they give it to you, the university, then they don't have to pay the tax on that. They give it to you, you end up selling it. And so that little bit that they might have invested that's grown to a lot, now they're giving a lot and not paying capital gains on it. Sometimes we can come in and help people to creatively give in a way that they're giving more and actually being able to keep more also for themselves to do other things that they need to do. Another great example, if I may say that of a now today, is retirees that are taking uh, their required minimal distributions from their IRAs. But they can actually take those. And this is what we tell our clients, take that and give that directly to Clark Summit University. And if you do that, then it doesn't count as income to you. And, and you're able to give them a lot more. And you can continue again for the rest of your life to do giving like that from your IRA. Bernie, I was talking recently to one of our alumni who had a great experience here. And they, they want to give back to students in a practical way. And they said, we, you know, we'd like to establish a scholarship. And they're not thinking about one of the ones where they would send us a check every year. They want to give us an investment, a certain amount of money, and we would then use the proceeds of that to scholarship. Right. Uh, is that an easy thing for you to do? As far as setting something up like that? Yeah. It, it is. It's a, the, the question comes in, Dr. Lytle, you know, depending on what they want to do is what is the best asset for them to use to do that? Right. And that's where we will help to guide them to do that. But it's very easy for, for something like that to be set up. Um, if it's an appreciated asset, again, we could set up what is called a donor advised fund. A donor advised fund is like a foundation that they could have where they okay. might want to put that appreciated asset in that when it's sold they're not going to pay taxes on it. And they can use that to give it directly to the university. And they could do that year after year after year after year. Okay. My question to Bernie, I know some people say, well, I already have a will in place. Hmm. How often should someone revisit their will, right? Lots changing. What would you say to that? Well, first off, and this is going to sound kind of crazy. A lot of times the people are giving through their will. It's a good thing, but many times it's really not the best way to give because they may actually be giving out of their will in ways that they could be giving more to their families. And they have other assets that they're giving from that it might be better from a tax position so they can give more to give from those. So first and foremost, if someone hasn't done this, or even if they have done it, I advise them to take a look at what they have done. and, And that's where we come along and work alongside of you. And I do have to make this point, if it's okay, that because we sit down and we help this individual along with you, there's not a clock running. There's not a fee being charged. We're here to give advice and to help. And so I would say, first, take a look at your will. How do you have it set up? It should be looked at every five to 10 years or whenever there's been a change in their family dynamics. But if they haven't had that looked at since they have done it, even if it's five years ago, I would suggest just taking a look to make sure that it's set up correctly from a giving perspective. Okay. Well, a, a comment and a question. Okay, so if I'm hearing you correctly, you can help us get beyond our own ignorance. Yes. In there, I don't have to understand what to do. 
right. when I come to you. Right. I just have to be willing to answer your questions. Correct. Okay, so that'll work. So, I, but just to follow up now, if what's the fee ratio for this? How, how do you handle the fees for this? Uh, we're not charging a fee for that, for sitting down. If our legal team has to draw up a new will from the scratch, then they'll charge for doing the so, drawing sure. up the will. But for us to help them to give them advice on this, unless we are managing money, we're not going to be charging them a fee. And we're going to show them the full depth of what they need to be doing. This is what we're doing for you. This is why you have brought us alongside of you. And again, I will just say from our perspective, God is amazing. He always provides. It is all from him. So we've been doing this for years this way. We're here with Bernie Bostwick of Ambassador Advisors. He's the president of the Lancaster PA-based firm, and they're partnering with us. Um, if someone wants to, hey, I want to reach out, Bernie, Paul, I want to get in touch, have someone connect with me about our finances. What's the next step? Well, I would think first off, they may want to reach out to you first, and then uh, you could let us know of whoever would like to speak to us. They could contact us directly if they wanted to do that. I can give information on that. They can go to our website. But I think a lot of ways for them to do that is maybe to come to you and say, hey, we'd like to have a sit down with someone from Ambassador Advisors, and then we can reach out to them. Right. In our show notes, you'll see there the link to both Ambassador Advisors, but also the contact information to us here at Clark Summit University. Incidentally, if you want to call me directly, I'm always accessible. My number to set up an appointment is area code 570-585-9202. Thank you. So any, any last comments, Bernie, before we... The last comment that I want to make is that legacy planning today, probably more than ever, is one of the most important things that we can do. God has entrusted us with everything that we have, all of our resources. Clark Summit University, I can't tell you, I'm serious. The amount of people that I have run across that I'm like, oh, you went to Clark Summit University? You just honored... Robert and Joyce Hayes, who I've known. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so these people are coming and crossing our paths. So you have had a huge, huge impact in the lives of a lot of people. And we all know that this is transferring. It's changing lives because God is using them. I strongly, strongly encourage the donors, the alumni, the supporters of Clark Summit University to be really thinking about this through a way and an opportunity that they can make sure that far past our lives here, that what God has blessed them with will continue to do the work that will continue to arm young men and women to go out there again with the gospel of Jesus Christ and their vocations and what they do. It is so imperative today, as we know, the way the world is and the way that it has been. We are in a fallen world, but the sides are being divided now. So I just really, really encourage people to take a hard look at what they're doing. And that pretty well tells the story of why Clark Summit University and Ambassador Advisors are good friends. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed getting to know you this past year and a half and I look forward to this partnership. And I, I look forward to seeing how Ambassador can really help our listeners with their estate planning and their stewardship of what God has given to them. So I really do appreciate it. And I look forward to connecting and serving together in the future. Well, thanks so much. And we'll look forward to the next Thank time you. we can come back at you with our alumni and friends podcast. 